How ashamed would you be if someone walked in on you doing that? Like, <laughs> just owning my craft, bro. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello. It's been a minute, but we are back. Nate and Marty are back for Audible Chocolate, and boy, do we got a good show for you today. We are very excited to get after it again. Yep. Took a little break. Now we're back. Yeah, letting it breathe, kind of like mm-hmm. a fine wine. Kind of got to keep the people wanting more. So Indeed. But, uh... That being said, Nate, let's just get right into this. Let's, yeah, uh, we got a we have a lot of news updates today, and we got an exciting guest for you. So let's just dive in. Um, out the gate, we're gonna start with Rye Guy, Ryan Kalez Scoobs McBoobs. Uh, he has officially traded in his old car for a new shiny Volkswagen Tiguan. Uh, he said that he felt he was, you know, he was about thirty, and it was time to drive something a little slower and safer, a little midsize SUV. So, it's, uh, I've seen the vehicle myself. It's a, it's a real beaut, Marty. Real beaut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've I've also seen seen this vehicle. It was uh, yeah, it's, it's a nice car. It's a nice car. Good driving. Yeah, definitely gets you from A to B. Um, leather seats. That's neat. Yep. Heated but, seats too, which is yeah, uh, that's, that's a big hit. Big hit to me. But you know, I can take that. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think I I would almost take heated seats over like a working left uh left mirror in my car. Really? Like yeah, oh yeah. Like How, if it was, you know, between the two. Like what what's the most amount of features you would trade for heated seats? It's like no left mirror. Like Creed CD on loop. I wouldn't, are always. wouldn't do it for a Creed CD on loop. No, that's that's really your turning point there, not the not the left turn. It's it's ability. far past it's far past <laughs> the turning point. Hell, I, I might even give up like the hazard lights, you know, the triangle button where it just snakes everything it's, blank. It seems like you're just giving up safety features, <laughs> like all the things you're willing to compromise. You know, turn signals. Oh. <laughs> How safe can I really be if my back's all in knots and unheated? <laughs> Those are the features you're willing to trade in for heated seats. Okay, I get you. Well, I guess if your back locks up because it's too stiff, that's the safety concern in and of itself. So Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Rye Guy, uh, he, he did say that he's putting off the Porsche for his midlife crisis, um, which is smart to plan like that. I was thinking there's... Should be kind of a company that consults and plans, helps you plan for your next midlife crisis. Yeah, I mean, you really, really hate to like get to your midlife crisis and look in the mirror and be like, "I've done all the things I'm supposed to do at this point." Like, right. I've have already, you know, bought a Porsche and driven it through the desert, and I've already gone to Vegas with the with the boys, or. <laughs> Whatever your bucket list is, yeah. yeah. And these people can help plan that for you. So yeah. I, I, I think we make sure that those life events are there for when you need them. <laughs> Just defer them for your crisis. <laughs> It'll come. 
Um, we have a bad blood alert as well. Um, it looks like Rye Guy is on the Epic Ski Pass Island. So for those who don't ski, that is the Stevens Pass uh, Ski Pass, well as most of the other skiers are, have gone with the Icon, which is Crystal. So that's that could be a contentious situation brew, uh, brewing there. Yeah. And and to clarify, it is not actually a physical island, just a metaphorical one. Oh, yes. A yeah. ski island would be pretty cool. <laughs> a ski island would be pretty cool, but I feel, I feel like it might be more of a ski iceberg at that point. At that point, it gets icebergy real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the last item for Rye Guys, he reportedly had a medical emergency, uh, interrupt a friend's Zoom call, had to drive 45 minutes to Port Townsend Medical. Uh, direct quote, damn, said Toku Knife Search, very sharp, uh, from Rye Guy, um, which gave me an idea for a country song, 45 miles till Townsend Medical. I think <laughs> you get some twang to that. He could really, really move some records off the shelves. Definitely. <laughs> um, all right. So the up- next update we have is from Allie Scott, uh, who said she just read. Yeah, Scotty. We, uh, she has told us that she just moved to Seattle. But it kind of feels like it was sneaky or didn't happen because she can't see anyone. Because I think the state went into lockdown within like three weeks of her moving here. Yeah, I feel like we're going to have to pretend that she moved here again when it's yeah. opened again. So we can have the proper like, yeah, <laughs> right. <moment. laughs> it'll, it'll be one of the 50 steps in the everything's back to normal party. <laughs> right. Yeah, rolling back everything. It's like, oh, now Scotty's moved to Seattle officially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully she takes that okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then also, her and Sharif got engaged on a bike oh. ride in true Pacific Northwest fashion, she noted. That is true Pacific Northwest fashion. It might have, like, been in a craft, uh, on top of a craft coffee mug or something. I was thinking, like, it's in the background of, like, an REI magazine or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, just in passing, happened to be in the background. Yes, that seems about right. I saw some um, I saw some of the photos from it, and I think at least one of them was wearing something that was Gore-Tex. So. You got to stay dry out there. Got to stay dry. It could rain at any time. Any time. But let's see what else we got here. Well, she also started a new job at Microsoft. Uh, she's glad she doesn't have to commute to Redden for the foreseeable future. And yeah, I could, I would not want to drive from uh, South Lake Union to Redmond. That's, it's a lot of time in a car. East to west. It's yeah. Classic. Yeah, west, I think it's west to east. Start in Seattle and you. Right. Go. Sure. Go east. <laughs> Oh, and then on the way home. Yeah. On the way home. Oh, you're right. The way home will be worse. It is It is the east <laughs> to west. You really got to worry about that. You're right. Directions do change when you're right. on the return. So there's there's that. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm here. Yeah. It's kind of nuggets. Mm-hmm. Keeping me in check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, then the last thing we got is uh, since 
her and Gib can't spend that much time together in person anymore, they're considering options for GibbonGinger.net. And I know this is both, uh, or this is, this is a website that's near and dear to both of our hearts. <laughs> a lot, a lot of emotions. A lot of emotions. Around GibbonGinger.net. I'm not even sure where the state of litigation is around GibbonGinger.net right now. Uh, it's a decades old at this point, maybe yeah. legal battle. Yeah. The ownership. Yeah. yeah. They kind of Zuckerberg you on that, didn't they? Oh, big time. <laughs> like, I think like it, they Zuckerberg got Scotty and Gibbed. If that makes sense. Damn. They, they were the OG. Damn. So we'll see how that, when the dust settles, who owns that domain, but Definitely. exciting news. Yeah. Also just on a, on a quick aside, if you could change, if you could have your name, like be a stand in for a verb, what would you like it to be? You know, like Zuckerberg just to stab someone in the back. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, do you have something in mind to buy myself some time? <laughs> you came into the question hot. No, no, no. I just, <sighs> let's see. I here. mean, may- maybe I, I'd be okay with like a, like a really bad groany pun. His first thing comes out of my mind. Like you, you got, got Marty. Marty, you got Marty. And after someone, I don't know, says something real cringy, but innocent to you. I think the, something like comes a real bad dad is, joke. Yes. No, that one fits you pretty well. I thinking for me, it would have to be kind of, you know, the sound effect, <laughs> whatever word that goes with. I think it would be to get nated. You got nated? nated. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. That's what comes to mind. We can loop back on it. but Yeah. All right. Um, so we got another update coming in hot from Mish, and this one is spicy. Very it's spicy. a two-part. It's a two-part update. First part, less spicy. Second part, super spicy. So first part is... She took Oliver, her and JB's uh, little cute puppy, to Mud Bay today, and he went nuts. He picked out his own food, bowl, and uh, and a bone, which are exactly the things I would expect a dog to pick out. Yeah, it's all food-based, yeah. really. All, fo- all food-based. Makes sense. Yep. Checks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, and then this is where it gets really spicy. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to... I'm going to paraphrase because there, there is a very, uh, a very passionate and like angry paragraph that she sent me that's just sitting in front of me right now. So bear with me. Um, don't hesitate to use that soundboard. Oh, that's true. (laughs) That is true. Um, so. Her and JB used to have this neighbor next door, Aaron and Andrew. They were best, and they would puppy sit for them all times. The kids would bake for them. In July, her sister bought the house, and they'd never seen it because of COVID. So yesterday, Mish gets a knock on the door. The neighbor introduced herself and basically sat on the porch for 20 minutes, accusing me of hitting running her car twice to the tune of $2,000. Oh, wow. And that it was unkind to not leave my insurance info and in a note. I think accosting someone or yelling at them on their, yeah, that's spicy. I think yelling at someone on their porch without any proof is uh, unkind. 
That's just me. It's definitely, well, I'm not sure if it's not, it's not neighborly in the traditional sense, but it actually might be the most actual in reality neighborly thing to do. Potentially, yes. <laughs> it's like the neighbors you were promised versus the neighbors you get. You ruined my car. Mm-hmm. How do you? So yeah, let, let's let's dive into this a little a little further. Yeah. Um, so Mish said she didn't do it. Blah 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 blah. Mish's words, not mine. Right. And she asked, "Did she see it happen?" The neighbor said, "No." Mish then asked, "What evidence on the car was left that would make it her car?" And the neighbor said, "It had to be a black SUV." I told her her cars, their cars are white, tan, and silver, and she was welcome to go look at them to verify the colors of the cars. And she said, "Well, if not you, then someone." Which? Well, I well. You know, this is actually the most on the neighbor's side I've been. That's a factually true statement. If That's it's not true. them, it's someone. It probably well, actually, was, even if it is them, it's someone. That's true. You don't even need the first part. It's just no. it was someone, isn't well, it? Well, then it was, yeah, then it was someone. Unless it was they, like a bear or squirrels. That's true. If it was a bear or squirrels, <laughs> it would be inaccurate. But I feel like they should have started with that. You start right. like, someone hit my car. Like, it was a yeah, person. I can. It was. It was probably a person, most likely driving a car. Okay, I'm with you. I'm on board. Yeah, you don't start with it was you, and then someone's like, no, it wasn't. You're like, well, it was someone. <laughs> <laughs> you do an investigation all wrong. <laughs> what if Sherlock Holmes operated that way? <laughs> Rash assumption, and then oh wait, well I guess someone stole this. Or <laughs> Moriarty, you stole the Queen's jewels. No, I didn't. I was at home having tea. <laughs> well, someone did. Well, someone had to. <laughs> it's craziness. Maybe lay off the opium, Sherlock. <laughs> exactly. Um. But yeah, so that's we're, we're we now know it was someone, right? Um. But then she uh, doubled back. Or doubled down and said, your house owes me $2,000, and she just wouldn't let it go. Then Mish tried to be all like, well, I, I don't know if you knew your sister, if, or I don't know if you knew this, but, oh, sorry, my mistake. There's, there's a lot, a lot of misdirection. Lot, of lot, lot mis- yeah, a lot of mis- yeah. misdirection going on here. So the neighbor then um, tried to be all like, well, I don't know if you knew Aaron before, but I'm her sister. And then to which Meese responded, I know her well. We spent a lot of time together and, and we'd hang out with their, their kids. They puppy sit and they drop off a Halloween gift for us the other week. And apparently the new neighbor's face just dropped like, Oh shit. My sister, my character witness for you. And now I look like a bitch. Oof. Mm-hmm. Spicy. Well, and I would at least say someone looks like a bitch. I would right. start there. Someone. <laughs> someone. Someone. If not you, then someone. <laughs> if, not, if not the neighbor, then someone. Why in this image do I assume this neighbor, like, doesn't have a mask on? It's just, like, spitting all over. I, I just, yeah. I, I got a pretty clear picture in my mind of what's going on here. 
Sounds like a yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah. And um it's gonna be it's gonna be really awkward next time we're like both taking the trash out at the same time. <laughs> like they're both they're both there's gonna be a couple of years at least probably where both parties are living there. And they're gonna yeah. have to just for if nothing else but each other's convenience, they're gonna have to tend that, you know, tend that together and uh make make that relationship a little better again. It's going to be like 4,000 casual, hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Start even building a foundation yeah. to recover from this. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, um, we're going to take a quick break um, for a word from our sponsor. Well, a word from me on behalf of our sponsor. Um, we got to keep the bills paid around here. Um, so mm-hmm. today's first sponsor is Accoutrements Bacon Strips Bandages. Accoutrements bacon strip bandages are the perfect gag or serious uh, band-aid type application medical device um, for treating your minor cuts, scrapes, and scratches with the incredible healing power of meat. You know what they say, if you're not healing with meat, are you even healing? Accoutrements bacon strips bandages. Don't take my word for it. Let's see what some of the uh, happy customers have to say. Bacon band-aids. It is cute. However, it looks like raw bacon instead of crunchy cooked bacon. But I am happy they even have bacon band-aids because my grandson is a bacon-holic. So I guess raw bacon band-aids is better than no bacon band-aids for his world. I I couldn't agree more, um, Lucinda. Um, and here's another one. Uh, it doesn't stay on. I'm not expecting, quote, band-aid quality for a joke bandage, but it should still stay on. So you heard it here first, folks. Accoutrements, bacon strips, bandages. Get yours and get a free prize inside. All right. Um, Jumping back into the news items, uh, we got updates from Katie and Whitey, our uh, Zag friends from uh, across the pond, I guess if you go west. But they're across some pond in some direction. Um, They they live in New York. Uh, So... There's there's distance, yeah. Um, So apparently Whitey lost his temper and yelled at a pedestrian whose dog peed on the recycling bins. Uh, Katie had his back, though, and chimed in, there's a tree right there. Um, So I think they've self-dubbed themselves as official New Yorkers, and I would second that dubbing. That sounds – I can hear the accent now. (laughs) There's a tree right there. (laughs) So uh, glad to see they're acclimating there. their home is also stockpiling custom Columbia Business School golf club hats. Um, Whitey, as a golf aficionado himself, is a co-president of the club there. Um, yeah, so it, it sounds like it's piling up. They have over 200 hats. I, I did not, I was not able to fact check that number. Wait, 200 um, hats? A lot of hats. That's a lot of hats for a New York apartment. I'm... I don't know a lot about New York apartments, but I don't think they're known for their hat storage space. Um, not internationally, at least. Um. <laughs> it's a local secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but shh, don't tell. <laughs> New York apartments it's, are great for storing hats. It's on the sixth page of the New Yorker. It's the best <laughs> ways to store your hats. But don't tell people from California. Yeah. 
this great pre-war fifth floor walk-up. Best for storing hats. Um, yeah, so in addition to that, it looks like their bird of paradise has doubled in size since last year. Uh, I had to Google what that was. That's a plant. Um, so that's some serious gains in the plant world. I don't know if plants talk about gains like that, but I like to think they do. Also, I'm sorry, a bad name for a plant. Bird of paradise? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I wouldn't like I would imagine think it's if a, a bird. Yeah, imagine if a toucan was called like uh, a a a waning fig. You yeah. know, you'd be like, "That's probably a fig." Probably a fig. Maybe it goes in Newton. Yeah, Newton Zone. We should get their sponsor us. Ah, that's too serious. Yes. They're too intentional. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. There might be some people with some real strong feelings about them. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder what the one star reviews on Fig Newtons look like. Uh, we should get those. There we should probably get those. We'll table this. I'm not a Newton guy myself, which makes me think Maskell probably is. But we can <laughs> loop in on that later. Um, and the last item from Katie and Whitey, um, they now have a non-Peloton exercise bike. Uh, emphasis on non-Peloton. Uh, so is that just a bike? I think it's... If it's an exercise bike, I think it probably doesn't go anywhere. It probably still is well, elevated above the floor. Otherwise, it'd just be a bike. Show me a bike where you're not exercising when you ride it, Marty. I think it's a squares rectangle sort of thing. Where, In like, that. all bikes are exercise... No. All bikes give you exercise, but not all exercise is a bike. Is a bike. <laughs> That's true. That is I would agree true, with that. I'm inclined applicable. to agree to that. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree with that. Cool. So, yeah, that's well. That rounds out Katie and Whitey's updates. Yeah. So yeah, that brings us to Travis and Lizzie. So they did a road trip in August. That was the most exciting thing that's happened since our last Audible Chocolate. Um, nice. Lizzie did not specify the road trip. So like, could be like to the grocery store. Or you think like, what do you think yeah. is the minimum distance required to qualify for a road trip? For me, uh, the gorge has kind of been my minimum that's your barometer. That's the yeah. distance. If you hit the yeah. gorge, you've been on a road trip. Or I have to drive and. An equal uh, distance. I was thinking so like, like Portland would be a road trip. Seattle to Portland, that's a road trip. You know, if, so, if you experience someone brake checking you and you say, "Oh, come on," you've like <laughs> success. You satisfied the requirements for road trip. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter the distance. Just like, oh, come on." I, mean, I guess okay, every yeah. trip on a road is a road trip. <laughs> that's true, but that's that's getting deep. It's getting real deep. Um, but let's see, other than that, Lizzie said she's uh, turned into a crazy plant lady, and they're getting back into board games. Nice, good, good stuff for that. Yeah, and Get then uh, outside. Yeah, and then also she's thinking about trying a raspberry pie project in the winter, which is pretty neat. Reddit would call not fruit base. I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, it, it's pi, not pie. So yeah. 
Yeah, so gotcha. technical. Um, Reddit tells me that you can literally do anything if you string enough Raspberry Pis together. So that's a little different than routers. Similar dynamic, but I think I think more opportunity with Raspberry Pis. Yeah, I don't think. Okay, you just daisy chain them on. All right. Yeah, just keep set, throw some more pies on it. Um, now also, nice. we we got a, a late breaking update from uh, breaking. Uh, I yeah. see that. Yes, we late, just yeah, got late, that. Late breaking update from uh, Michael. Praise out, my step bro, Michael. So he uh, he was just recently on the winning team of a birthday trivia, um, but he still doesn't know what the prize is. So he's uh. He seems a little salty about that. So, so hopefully he figures it out soon. Yeah, I think that's part of winning a prize is you mm-hmm. learn what it is eventually. Eventually, yeah. Unless the prize itself is anticipation <laughs> that's followed true. by disappointment. <laughs> then he's already experiencing the prize. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, he could be living the prize now. And then just eventually the organizer will be like, this was the prize. He's like, oh, I'm disappointed. You're like, that's the final part of the prize. That's it. <laughs> that's the prize. Yeah. Um, he also lets us know that he's going to be going to Mexico Monday, and he's going to get scuba certified. Ah. Oh. Which is pretty cool. We've got more um, and more scuba I know. enthusiasts in the group. I know. Well, it's a whole different world down there. It is. So I've been told. I'm, I've always been more of a snorkel certified aficionado myself. You're kind of a surface layer guy. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you can see a lot from up there. All you got to do is, like, stick your face down a little bit. I am partial to snorkeling. Yeah. Myself. Mm hmm. And I also feel like, um, with snorkel certified, you get a ride on catamarans more often. At least that's been my experience. Way more catamarans and like leisurely sailing on a boat with an open bar. That's a, uh, and then you kind of stick your face in the water. You have the don't drown straw thing that goes up and, and, uh, you just kind of chill out. That's, that's really been my speed. Yeah. No, I, that's, that's my speed as well, but good to see yeah. we're having more scuba certs out yeah. there. Yeah. Then, um, last, let's see, the last, uh, thing he, he had for us is that he found a single key lime LaCroix in his fridge and doesn't know what to do because he hates that flavor. Was he the one that started, yeah, was he the one that started telling everyone that it was tasted like Dr. Pepper and it just, like... Uh, I think that was, and now I can't not taste that or Coca-Cola or something. Uh, that's the, that was the lime truly, I think, or lime LaCroix or, or lime, uh, white claw or white something claw. like that. Yeah. Not LaCroix. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lime yep. LaCroix. Oh no. Key lime tastes like yeah. cotton candy. It, it, it's like it is, it's a confusing, it's a confusing beverage. I don't know if I, how much I don't, dislike it, but I don't know if I like it. It's just confusing because it tastes like all of the flavor of a key lime pie without the sugar. Which is yeah. okay. I just think at some point we're going to need to start consolidating our seltzer game. Mm-hmm. I think 
we're just we got too many players in the game. Mm-hmm. We got to make some eliminations. We could even make a show out of it. I mean, the Masked Singer is a show. That's I true. Think, I think the bar's low enough that we could eliminate some seltzers. I mean, I just pictured the seltzer games where you put a bunch of uh, cans of seltzer in a Hunger Games esque scenario, and you just watch the cans get exploded by the different booby traps and whatnot. Last last can of seltzer standing wins, I guess. And it's unclear how taste has anything to do with success. <laughs> oh, no, it, 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 it's completely luck of the draw where your can is placed, I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's an important life lesson about that, I think, somewhere in there. <laughs> it's, it's a socioeconomic commentary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that rounds out Michael. Um, we have one more um, person or one more set of updates here. Um, they're from Maskell. Um, on behalf of Maskell and Brittany. Um, so recently they've been doing some housework. Uh, Maskell said that he tore down and disposed of a shed. Um, that housework isn't going to do itself, you know? They they have a lot of sheds and auxiliary structures on their property. I actually haven't had a chance to get out there, but is that is that what their situation is? A lot they of have auxiliaries? Yeah, there's it's like... A two-story, like, detached office that's like an like just a mini home, like almost like a tiny home oh, and nice. in the backyard in addition to their house. And then, like, I think one or two tool sheds. Like, the square footage of shed is probably like two-thirds of their square footage of house. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. a great shed ratio. <laughs> great shed ratio. Nice. Usually um, see, pit, see people sitting at like one to five, you know. Typically. Mm-hmm. I think in the last 10 years, you've seen a drastic shift towards higher shed ratios. Um, that's but that's a, that's a topic for another day. We'll, uh, we'll shed this topic. Yes. Very nice. Um, so on a related topic, uh, I think a little bit of the truck fever that I'm – uh, sniffing around the group these days is spreading Maskell's direction. He's uh-huh. uh, reportedly debating the merits of buying a truck for himself. Uh-huh. Um, oh, and I was thinking, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the truck sound. <laughs> That's um, the truck sound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after all, it can haul tore down sheds and materials. So if you have a high shed ratio, That's it's true. like a... If you're like trying to cut back on your shed ratio, shed to house ratio... Or uh, add to your ratio. Truck is your vehicle. That's true. Um, More car stuff. The Subaru, the Rue, my term, not his, uh, needs minor repairs. So, I mean, that's kind of when you start thinking truck, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) My Subaru has some minor repairs. I got to change the oil. Better get a truck. I guess I'll get an F-150 now. Um, it's just a practical thing to do. Yeah. Um, and so the last item we have here is not really reporting on anything that Maskell did, but we have some news intel. Um, so before the gym shut down again at LA Fitness, um, reportedly, um, due to our informants, uh, from our informants information, LA Fitness opened the pool. So they required distance in the showers and locker areas, but, um, yeah, I think this is further emphasizing how much of a not a pool, not a public pool guy Maskell is. 
Um, kind of makes me think maybe he's on the right side of history on this one. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see that in a few years from now, we'll know whether or not the uh, crazy spread of coronavirus was due to public pools or not. What if it's a hundred percent public pools? We could have cut out one simple trick. He found one simple trick. Doctors hate him. <laughs> if Maskell had the secret to curing COVID all along. I, or, or at <laughs> least avoiding it. Yes, the secret. I think there's something to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that rounds yeah. out our news updates. Uh, we have a very special guest uh, yeah. on the show today, uh, Zach Gray. Mm-hmm. Z Gray himself. Yeah. Uh, former roommate of mine, even longer time friend. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to beam him up and uh, see what he has to say. Beam that man in. Hey Zach. Hey. Zach Gray. Welcome, how's, welcome. How's it going, guys? First time, long time. Yeah. Good to have you on the show, man. Yeah, thanks. Got a good working schedule. Yeah? Yeah. We're very hard to book these days. Yeah. Very tough. Um, cool. Well, let's dive into some we got some questions here for you. Um I'm gonna cue out here with one that's near and dear to my heart. Um we're kind of diving right in. No warm-up, oh, no, no softballs here. Uh, what's, right. Uh, what's the worst kind of noodle and why? Oh, man, those fucking egg noodles. What? Yeah. Could you elaborate? All egg noodles? Are you thinking of a special kind of egg noodles? A special there... kind of egg noodle. Okay. Yeah. It's like the one that you're, like, you're making homemade chicken noodle soup. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Those ones are garbage. They, have, they serve one purpose, and it's to make terrible soups or terrible casseroles. So terrible egg noodles would be your yeah. worst kind of noodle. Because, like, I, I feel like I've had some pretty good egg noodles. Yeah. That were those giant, uh, what are they, like the giant cylindrical ones? Oh, the like the, that you get, like, stuffed in Italian No, dishes. like the mid-sized ones that, like, serve no, like... They're too small to stuff, but they're too big to actually, like, eat well. Oh, man. We are just missing each other on noodle preferences. <laughs> I think yeah. you guys might be, like, <laughs> diametric opposites in noodle preferences. See, I, oh, I, I, I love I don't those. know how we've become... <laughs> you're able to get... You're able to end our such a good, here, <laughs> You're able to get, like, a good amount of sauce on the outside and also, like, a little, like, mini pool line of sauce on the inside of those noodles. I feel like it's just the, like a close accident waiting to happen, though. I oh, feel no, like, like I'm you're, like you're neutral one straight right away. here. <laughs> I, I see the merits of both sides of this argument here, guys. So I'm just <laughs> wow. I, I didn't mean, know like noodles yeah. was so contentious. Like oh, you yeah. get like a good a good meat sauce or something like that, and it's like a nice finely ground meat sauce. You get like some chunks and like some goodies in the noodle. It almost gets a little stuffed. I mean, yeah, I guess I'm more of like a, like a Bucatini guy, you know, mm-hmm. I'm getting real thin, getting real oh. fancy with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. And, I, like, and I'm not saying, these, noodle. And I'm not saying that these are the best noodle. I, I, I will yeah. not say that, Yeah. but I'm just saying there's some merit to them. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Okay. That's yeah. good to know. <laughs> wow. I think yeah, I opened the way, the way I use them, there. Not the way yeah. I use them. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's true. We're making a lot of assumptions yes. here on the uses yeah. of these movies. This is the most contentious the podcast has ever gotten. <laughs> we had to pause production after a noodle-based question got everyone all heated. You're going to lose at least half your listeners. <laughs> That's we true. We just liked it because it was nice and there was no conflict. We're very uh, intentional with our user segmentation, so yeah, we'll have to think about how this affects that downstream. Yeah. Uh, it's going to affect your ad most. copy at least. Oh, man. We were targeting uh, mid-sized cylindrical egg noodles as our next sponsor. Yeah, the real thinking... noodle-based podcast. Yeah. Well, I was thinking we were targeting, like, noodle agnostic or noodle, uh, maybe not noodle agnostic, but noodle indifferent. We Both. don't Wait, know. Noodles could noodle exist. Agnostic. Noodles might not exist. All they're saying is that we can't know. They're not trying yeah. to tell you to not believe that noodles don't exist. Yeah, how do you know saying, that's a noodle? How do you know that's a noodle? Exactly. <laughs> that's a noodle agnostic. Um, anyway, wow. Have? We've really dug into that one. Um, let's let's change it up here. A little change of pace. Um, which would you rather be? A competitive vapor, uh, not like vapor as in, yeah, like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like competitive vaping person. Like e-cigarettes. Oh, like not, yeah. like not an actual physical vapor that's competitive. Yeah. All sorts of things. Right, exactly. Right. A competitive okay. vapor or vanilla ice's makeup artist. Does Vanilla Ice have a makeup artist? He must. Well, if you were his makeup artist, he would have one. <laughs> I feel like I'd go with the makeup artist, though. Like, I feel there's very few redeeming qualities to be an competitive vapor besides you can blow six smoke rings and people want to punch you in the face. But if you're Vanilla Ice's makeup artist, you're at least partially associated with singing Ice Ice Baby. And you get a hanger of Vanilla Ice, which I'm sure is entertaining. Do you think you get, like, some kickbacks from, like, revenue generated from Ice Ice Baby, some royalties? I mean, at least from the Ninja Turtles song. I was about to say, you probably get it from the Ninja Turtles song. You probably, like, divvies that up to his yeah. his crew. But I think Ice Ice Baby's the moneymaker. He keeps that to himself. Yeah. You definitely don't get a penny from the VH1 shows. I oh, see. absolutely not. So I think segment. he probably pays to go on those. That's <laughs> how <laughs> so you maintain relevancy. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's a easy choice for you, Vanilla Ice's makeup artist. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's okay. got to be some stories there, and you get to kind of witness someone's sad life mm-hmm. a little bit from, mm-hmm. like, an arm's length. Mm-hmm. Whereas Competitive Vapor, you are the sad life. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You, that is yeah. true. You you're, are, you're the yeah. one who's based their life around this activity yeah. versus Vanilla Ice's makeup artist. Like, you could, you could still take that to a higher degree, you know? Yeah. There's other other uh, white rappers that you could do makeup for. Yeah, and I mean, competitive vapor. Like, do you do you practice? Like, do you just sit at home with your fucking vape of pen course and? Of course, you practice. Blow <laughs> <laughs> smoke rings and do like tricks. And, like, yeah. <laughs> if you can't keep up with my success, I don't know if I yeah. can keep you around. You know? <laughs> hey, you don't get to ten thousand hours without practicing every day. <laughs> yeah. What do you think the maximum prize is for a competitive vaping? Like vaping nationals, like world tournament. What do you think the grand prize is? Uh, $1,000 and a one-year supply of full th- throttle energy drink. 
yeah. Full throttle, not even monster. <laughs> no, no, no. Monster, you got to at least get on a dirt bike for monster to talk to you. Yeah. It's like a fifth tier sports drink, like energy drink yeah. at maximum. Mm-hmm. Like one of those ones, it's like you see it at a gas station and you're like, what the, f- what the hell is this thing? Like battery juice or something, yeah. you know? But you can't tell if it's actually something you put in your car or you drink. Like, mm. Yeah, maybe NOS. I could see NOS energy drink really getting into the vaping world. Yeah. If they're not already. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the, the pioneers of vape sponsorship. Ooh. I feel like you could get an attachment on your vape where you could, like, suck down a little bit of that energy drink on the side <laughs> <laughs> in between puffs. <laughs> they got their own line of vape flavors. Yeah, <laughs> to match their, their drink flavors. <laughs> so this came up at work, actually, competitive vaping, and um, someone mentioned an orthogonal hobby or interest. I don't know what to call it. Uh, are you guys familiar with uh, cloud chasing, I think is what it's called? Cloud or clout? Cloud chasing. Can I? Can we both guess what we think it is yes. first? That's cool. how it has to work. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Because we're talking about vape clouds, I think it's someone who goes to various places where there's a lot of vapors and try and get the secondhand vape smoke. Because they're like they love vaping, but they're too cheap to do like the cheapest <laughs> form of smoking. So they just chase clouds. Okay, that's one guess. All right, what do you guys, Egray? What do you think? That is. I feel like it's like trying to get the biggest cloud. Like you inhale the most smoke and ex- expel the most. Like you're you're chasing that massive cloud. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Z Gray is a little more correct here. Um, my understanding, if I have the terminology, <laughs> shocker. Um. So it is. It is vaping where you try and generate the most smoke, but apparently there's an entire community dedicated to modding your own vape pen electrically. Okay to override the safety defaults and like <laughs> apparently a lot of people get hurt doing this. <laughs> so you're like basically well what a form of natural selection. <laughs> yeah. So you're basically adding NOS to your vape pen. <laughs> so like pardon my I ignorance like but that, though. Yeah, pardon my ignorance, but how does what does this accomplish? A big ass fucking cloud of vapor. You get a clouds. bigger cloud? Clouds, bro. You just can't. Cloud of cotton candy in your face. You can't just, like, do it at the safe setting longer. Just. Matt, that was something I would You're taking up too much room. You gotta live on the I edge. Guess, I guess you're right. In the competitive vaping world, if someone's not. If you're not gonna cloud chase, the next guy is. Yeah. Do you think it's I like kind of like juicing and lifting and stuff, like <laughs> performance enhancing drugs, is like modifying your vape? Out of spec. <laughs> this isn't to regulations. We have yeah, safety standards. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, charge gate. <laughs> charge there gate. is like, I the dumbest people I know from high school are the ones who've gotten the most into vapes, and they're the guys who are making these like bootleg vape pens to generate <laughs> massive um, clouds. And, and from our list, for our listeners who don't know, where did you go to high school, Zach? Uh, LaGrand High School in beautiful okay. LaGrand, Oregon. Cool. Vapesville. Yeah. 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 If, if you could describe LaGrand, Oregon in two words, what would, what would it be? Or what would they be? Conservative vapors. 
All right, well, oh. here we go. That's Fucking quite a Venn diagram. There. There's a lot of overlap. It's <laughs> not a just a gigantic circle. <laughs> Interesting. Huh. Yeah, well, there's a whole world out there of vaping. I think yeah. we've all, like, did you even really go to high school if some person that you kind of knew back in high school isn't just totally into vaping right now? Like... Seems we like definitely had different experiences, if not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got a couple. I'm assuming yeah. we've all got a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we should ask Ryan and Dre, if anybody they know. See what the, the private school life is like. Yeah. See if Jesuit has a competitive vaping team or something. <laughs> Get the Portland sector. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Zach, I got a, I got a question for you. We're going to pivot from vaping, I think. <laughs> Oh, no. For I, now, I could, go, I could go on for hours. But, for now, yeah. we're gonna pivot from vaping. <laughs> yeah, so we we understand that you're over quarantine. You picked up uh, Dungeons and Dragons, or D and D, as some call it. Uh, I, I, I've dabbled. Yeah. So, do you want to fill us in? Like, what's your character? What's your quest? How's the quest going? Could the quest be improved by an alcoholic warlock, rock gnome? I mean, the first answer, obviously, any quest can probably be improved by an alcoholic <laughs> rock gnome warlock. Cool. The shenanigans that would ensue from that are probably next to none. Uh, but my character is a half-elf uh, ranger named Bran nice. Nightbreeze. Yeah. Name what? Bran Nightbreeze. Cool. Pretty, uh, pretty handy with the bow. Uh, I'm playing with uh, Bennett and mm-hmm. uh, Rooney, Ned... Sharif and uh, Sam. Mm-hmm. And so Sharif's our dungeon master. He's adept at it. Although our quests do get a little off track because Ned has a little mouse in his pocket that he likes to try to incorporate into various scenarios. What's been the, the most ill-timed mouse shenanigan that's happened so far? In the course of a battle, instead of throwing a javelin that he had, he used it as a lacrosse stick to whip his mouse at someone in the hopes that it would then attack said person. It did not go according to plan. <laughs> like, how, how badly did it go? Oh, I mean, absolute miss, and then the mouse almost got stomped. And you should have seen the look on Rooney's face when he was saying what he was going to do. (laughs) So what I'm gathering from this is the wild card of the group is Ned. Oh, absolutely. The straight and narrow is Rooney, trying to keep everyone on track. That reminds me of a campaign that I'm uh, running now with Marty. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, man, I go off the rails sometimes, but I'm I'm going to assume that you're the the half, you're the rock gnome. Uh, Alcoholic warlock rock gnome, yeah. (laughs) That'd be me. Okay. Yeah, um, his name is Fliggy. He's just trying to find his keys. It's kind of uh, led us to a, a dude, where's my car, slash uh, world-ending apocalyptic fantasy mashup. That sounds like a quest. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been the whole thing so far. <laughs> I'm like I'm, I'm gonna. I want Nate's perspective on it. Given that just, I mean, he's got a different view of well, yeah, it's no, <laughs> it's it's something. Um, I would, so James is also in the party, and he is kind of the Rooney to our party of like keeping us on track. 
Your James is the James of your party. Yeah. The Jameses <laughs> seem to be keeping everyone on track, right? Somebody's yeah. got to do it. Um, I'm probably more of a role like UZ Gray where I'm kind of neutral. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not. Uh, let's see. Who did Fleeky almost kill? I guess it wasn't me. It was James. Or uh, no, I think it was, uh, Rachel. Oh, that was Zulu. Zulu. Rachel's yeah. Character. Yeah. Yeah. Day, day one, I almost, uh, <laughs> almost domed her with some energy that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's, it's a good time otherwise. Uh, <laughs> that is a technical D&D term. How yeah, far into it are time. you, Zegra? Like, what, what level are you guys? We're two. Okay. Level two. Getting started. Yeah. Nice. So getting started. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been pretty fun to get in it. And then, you know, just the open-ended nature of it, that, like, we had one thing where we found a goblin and then we knocked him out and kept him in a little sack and strapped him to our chest like a little baby Bjorn. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, goblin armor. Slash, yeah. little guy that we actually put him to work in a basement stabbing rats. <laughs> huh? So very rodent, very rodent based campaign. How do you feel about that? Hey, you know, he's he's born to stab, so we put him to get <laughs> born to stab. You can't deny him what he was born to do. Goblins <laughs> so are always goblins are always going to stab. You just got to yeah. find a productive outlet for it. Yeah, Some next create, a creative shit. and productive outlet. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, on on the topic of small rodents, I think I think it's rodents. In in previous episodes of Audible Chocolate, there was a wave of animal related updates. We had um, Liv with her dome that was uh, kept the, the critters out. Um, I think Lizzie and Travis had some uh, had some squirrels who were trying to eat their hops, and uh, you were trying to tame a fat squirrel, if I remember right. Oh, he's only gotten fatter, dude. He's gotten fa- how fatter? How much fatter has fat squirrel got? Oh, like battening down for the winter. He's actually I haven't opened up my patio door in a little while because there's leaves against it, and he's putting his nets there. Mm. So I my like next to my apartment is his storage of his winter foods and he is fat as hell. Wow. Well, okay. Yeah, so he can't, even, can't, can't even climb my screen door anymore. <laughs> Where's he getting the nuts then? That's girthy. Yeah. I don't know, man. Wow. On, apparently uh, nuts in the wild. Huh. On a, on a scale of zero to chonk. Uh, where's the squirrel? Like mid chonk. Like he's not the fattest squirrel I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely getting there. Like, and I, I want to supplement. Like, I want to start hiding some food inside of his stores, mm-hmm. like as a little surprise, <laughs> and ingratiate myself in there a little bit more. You know, but yeah, yeah. So, yeah, how sure are can... you that this is a male squirrel? And I asked this because I was watching a YouTube video where a dude was making an obstacle course for squirrels, and he thought there was a fat male squirrel, and it turns out it was a pregnant female squirrel. So I just uh, came to mind. You know, I actually haven't looked incredibly closely. Yeah. That's a good question. I have a picture of it hanging upside down from my screen door, so I can go to that for reference, but... Yeah. I also don't know a lot about squirrel squirrel genitals. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. Surprisingly. Yeah, well, we wasted too much time playing parachutes in middle school. (laughs) Yeah. In gym class. Where was the squirrel genital time? (laughs) We didn't learn the essentials. Yeah. 
how to balance a checkbook, <laughs> male or female squirrel. Yeah. I didn't know this information would come in so handy later in my life, but you know, I'm, I feel neglected by public schools. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just wanted to call that out cause I was also shocked when I was watching that video. Yeah. So keep us tuned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I there mean, are you- more squirrel babies, I will try to tame one. There you oh. go. There you go. I mean, yeah, take it from its parents, raise it as your own. Yeah. Um, there'll be a brief time of resentment, but eventually it will respect you for the life you gave it. Yeah, and I'm trying to bridge that human squirrel divide that we know exists. So we can't bring our species closer together. We can't together. deny it anymore. Like yeah. the divide no. exists. Yeah. Let's just work on it. The oh, first, the per- yeah, the first step to fixing it is acknowledging it. Yeah, I'm just trying That's to trying here. to make the world a better place, one squirrel friendship at a time. Exactly. Cool. Well, we'll have to keep yeah. keep getting updates from you on that on uh, next next shows because I'm excited to see where that goes. Oh yeah, well it's going to be a nice cold winter, so well, it's going to be spending a lot of time in front of my patio or in front of my screen door, <laughs> apparently. So, nice. yeah, you uh, you think of like making a little home for him, a little squirrel hut? Yeah, <laughs> a little squirrel hut. Yeah. No, Marty, the hut that, game but... is saturated so far. <laughs> we can't have any more huts. <laughs> what about like a squirrel chateau? That like a, little, like a squirrel brothel. Sure. Squirrel bro- yeah, sure. Wow. We have plenty of real estate in the brothel game, but huts <laughs> is too saturated. Pizza hut, sunglasses hut. Damn. Java. Java hut. Java. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Sun- did yeah, you say sunglasses? I did say sunglasses. You said, hut. okay. Just yeah. making sure. I thought there were more huts. I think there are. Which is the superior hut, though? Sunglasses or pizza? I think we've covered this. Um, really? and what it's did, a subject near and dear to our heart. Well, yeah. at least we asked a guest this, I think. And I think it was Chad, maybe. And I think he said, did he say Pizza Hut? He doesn't seem like a Pizza Hut guy to me. We'll have to check the sun, I archives. think he said sunglasses. I think he said sunglasses. Did he? Hmm. Okay. I never took Chad for a big sunglasses guy, but, you know, you think you know somebody. Well, you think I, you know your I, dad. I, <laughs> you think you know. Okay, actually... Oh, since we're on that topic, yeah, can, can you can you go on record about your relationship with one of our previous guests? Yeah, sorry, I need to clear the air on that. He he is yeah. my father. Who? I missed his birthday. I missed his birthday yesterday, around the twentieth. But uh, you know, we're a little estranged at the moment. Chad Chad Gray is my father. Chad is your wait. If that then that means he's not as cool as you. No. Tim Gray would be Zach's Tim Gray. Grand, grandfather then. And he is cool. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I know it too. I'm just piecing this all together for the first time yeah. here. So. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, learned it, I only learned it a few years ago when mm-hmm. he left a voicemail for me, letting me know that he had sex with my mom and that he's my dad. So, mm-hmm. uh, Do you have said voicemail? I do. Wow. I'd love to hear that yeah. someday. Yeah. <laughs> it's, one of the be- it's one of the treasures of my phone. That, you know, when you find out who your dad is in a phone call like that, you have to save it. It I was. You have it, to. It was yeah. the single best voicemail I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> to my knowledge, too, there are several voicemails that went out that night that are all gems. Yeah. But I don't know how many of them have been saved in the records of time. I, the, uh, the, I'm your dad, you got a little gray in you 
<laughs> I forgot that. It's still <laughs> is the I, I've heard yeah. a lot of these voicemails from that fateful night, and that's the only <laughs> one I've committed to memory. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, so I'm tell you that I'm, I'm your dad. I'm your dad. <laughs> I'm your dad. Now, now seems like as good a time as yeah. any. Yes. For listeners who don't know the, um, who don't know both both parties here, um, they both share the same last name. Um, both met each other in college, Chad Gray and Zach Gray, um, and share the same last name. And then years later. Um, Zach received a voicemail from Chad uh, sharing this revelation. Yeah, I was shocked. Anyone was. I yeah, think. that that goes out to all the uh, the shadow listeners that we apparently have. <laughs> apparently, a huge shadow listener market, <laughs> or at least a moderate and dedicated one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So some reach. So I'm glad we're translating those those kinds of stories out now, Marty. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah. Real human interest grow. stuff. Yeah. We're we're growing. We're back. We're growing. Need to give some context, right? Yeah. So um, so that being said, Zach, you um, while we lived together for a few years, were an avid watcher of movies. Yes. Sometimes those movies would be documentaries. Every once in a while. Do you have an idea for a documentary movie? Hmm. Or what is, or better yet, what is a subject that you feel has been completely underrepresented in the genre of documentary filmmaking? You know, I just think there's more male perspectives needed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We just we, we uh, haven't seen it from the the male lens yet. Yeah, <laughs> no. I feel like most of the documentaries I end up watching are food based, mm-hmm. just because I don't know. In my in my heart, I just love looking at food and thinking about it. I got stoned and watched an hour and a half of Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives last night. I'm right there with yeah. you. Yeah, which I guess I you know when thinking about food, I would go like an Anthony Bourdain documentary uh-huh. or something like that, just because like Fair. I think it'd be really interesting. Hmm. Like, the guy kind of changed the face of food journalism, brought, like, me, like, I know at least for me, like, got me interested in food, and mm-hmm. now leads to me spending way too much money on food and eating things and traveling to eat, which is both a great and bad thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's got a good book about, like, his life leading up to that point of, like, being on the TV shows. Mm-hmm. So it'd be kind of cool to see that. That cool. would be pretty neat. So just, yeah. uh... A documentary of Anthony Bourdain's life and journey to the food slash culture aficionado he became. Yeah, and I think it's also just interesting to like get the perspective of everyone he's like been alongside or touched because it seems like he's actually mm-hmm. had like such a massive, widespread impact on both like food, food culture, chefs, and mm-hmm. like celebrities and stuff like that. So I think that'd be really interesting. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. What if they made a food show where they just like made the food that you make at home that's kind of like unimpressive and hurried and just kind of like, oh, like now nah, that the mustard isn't across the whole sandwich. <laughs> and it's just kind of unsettling. And you're like, why am I watching this? Some shitty Oscar Mayer turkey on like Wonder Bread. <laughs> yeah. Well, the chicken's a little undercooked. Throw it back in. <laughs> I, I, would, I would really love that. We're like, ah, oh, well, or actually, you know, 
the food the food show I really want is you get like six different chefs and they all have a freezer of and they all have or they all have a fridge and a freezer but it's not like the perfect set of ingredients that they always get it's just kind of like what you would actually have in your house where it's uh, like oh yeah yeah there there's some greens uh, well i got to pick through them cuz half of them are wilted and are going to be gross some are <laughs> some are slimy but i think i can salvage this yeah <laughs> Oh, we're just out of soy sauce. I think we can stretch it with a little bit of extra salt and water. <laughs> right. <laughs> I really wanted that to have to think on their feet like the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't there a show where they just launch some sort of food at a person with a cannon and they have to guess what it is, like what they have left over on them? I have never heard, heard of this that. show, that's but I'm so I'm into sure it. That's a show. <laughs> Wait, you they just, just have to guess? Like, yeah, like, now make it. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? Do they? They, I, I'm assuming they don't include the like the place settings in this, right? I've never watched it. I think okay. I've just seen like it might it might even be fake, just because I'm just <laughs> off the top of my head. But they just literally like have a cannon and they launch like a dish at someone. And they're like, all right, now make it. <laughs> like they can make someone, make it. someone who's it. had a dish thrown at them. <laughs> I can't say it helps you understand what it is and how to make it when it flies yeah. across your face. But I've never tried, so I can't. Maybe I was on it. the show and I didn't even yeah. know. It's, it's really a gorilla. Yeah. Shoot, we yeah, weren't supposed to know you're on the show. Turns out, Nate, we weren't supposed to say mean things to Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> we were just supposed to make a make a chicken bacon ranch after that. Yeah. Just threw a chicken bacon could've, ranch. Could have won me. a prize. It could have won five thousand loonies and toonies. <laughs> Is that a lot? I don't know. <laughs> it's less than five thousand US. I know that. It'll sorry buy you to... a non-zero amount of Tim Hortons. Yeah, sorry, Canadian shadow <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah, Marty, we are really cutting out a lot of the core group, or not? Gonna... I don't know. After this, we lost a lot of Italians and a lot of Canadians today. Yeah. After this week, we'll know what that, how many of yeah. each demographic we had, and yeah. the egg noodle community. It probably took a hit uh, as well. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's a diverse and widespread community. So it is. Yeah, <laughs> the damage. Hey, audible, audible chocolates back. Fuck your favorite food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think we have time for one more question, uh, Marty. Yeah. Do you want to hit us with that uh, last sponsor of the show before I give a give our last you- question? Yeah, sure. I can do. I can go to a sponsor before we uh, give our last real, real cutting question. So excited to hear what's sponsoring you today. Yeah. So our second sponsor of the day is PB and J of the Month Club. Um, so some may ask the question: um, Is this price for real? Four hundred sixty-eight ninety-eight for twelve months, approximately forty dollars a month for roughly eight ounces of peanut butter and jelly. I'm thinking this happens to be a typo. The answer: You're obviously not a true fan of PB and J, and that really gets the heart to the heart of what PB and J of the Month Club is about. For four hundred sixty dollars a year, every month they will send you various iterations of the classic staple of American sandwich and school lunch cuisine. 
the peanut butter and jelly. Other people have asked questions like, what is it exactly? Do they send you pre-packaged sandwiches? Or different peanut butters and or jellies each month? There's very little information. The answer is, it's a different type of peanut butter and jelly every month. They bought it for a gift for someone who already has everything. It was really fun. But there's more. Many satisfied customers have had said have said things like, this club made a great gift for a friend who, that has everything they need. I liked hearing back about the unique selections they received each month and got a monthly reminder that he is in our thoughts. Another expensive, or sorry, another customer said, this is too expensive for peanut butter. So, with things like that, you know what, you know what you're getting. Gooey, nice peanut butter and jellies every month for $460. Yeah, that's PB&J of the month club. I, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely a luxury item for those PB&J lovers out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like to meet the person who the only thing they're missing in their life is a monthly PB&J. That's got to be an interesting person. Hard to buy gifts for it, too. Yeah. yeah. If they're digging, if you have to dig that deep on the gift train. And also, also, I'm not to badmouth our sponsor, because we appreciate all of the zero dollars they've put towards this podcast. But And our comments do not represent the owners <laughs> of PB&J of the Month Club. It's all about the exposure, Marty. It's all about the exposure. That's why we do this. But my my thought is, for four hundred sixty eight ninety eight, there are a lot of really quality gifts that you could buy a, a person. Like it's a very like specific price too. You could get a new you could get a new Xbox or PlayStation for that, I think, or like I don't know a year long subscription to Omaha Steaks or most of the skins in the Call of Duty store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least at least two things from the sharper image. Yeah. Is that still around? Uh, I think they've moved to online distribution. Uh, yeah, when's the last gotcha. time you went to a mall? Uh Billy Eilish's new music video. Three oh, weeks ago. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh three weeks ago. Jordan needed to go to the Verizon store and we took a wrong turn. And ended up in what's left of Northgate Mall, and it felt like a zombie movie. There, yeah. there is a single nail salon that is still holding on to Northgate Mall, and everything else is shuttered. He just <laughs> have a picture of them like somebody's got to pay the bills. <laughs> it was the most bizarre experience. You open, you open the door going into a mall where you take a right to head down to the food court is completely boarded up. Everything else is shuttered, and there is a singular nail salon. It's it's also, like, state. where do you get your nails done? The decrepit mall in Northgate. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> I go up you to know? Northgate. Why? <laughs> I guess I don't know a lot about getting my nails done, but it doesn't sound like the Northgate Mall is, is where I went hard it. If growing up in suburban Washington taught me anything, is that you can get your nails done 
in almost any commercial area. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Nail salons, teriyaki, that's all there is. You know, they say the only thing mm-hmm. more widespread than nail salons in the U.S. is Subway restaurants. That's true. Got to get that sweet, sweet chicken bacon ranch somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's connected in our show. <laughs> it's all connected. All right, well, I've alluded to this last... Theory. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've alluded to this last question. Um, we got time for one more here, Z Gray. Um, if there's such a thing as beanie babies, who are the beanie parents? Wow. Damn. I have no so it's idea. It's kind of more of a shower thought style question. Who are the beanie parents? Does that like imply the existence of much, much larger, like, stuffed right. animal things? Or is yeah. it like a cosmic bean? Are they larger? Are they different? Are they just more mature and have 401ks? Like, what's different? Yeah, or the same bear with glasses on? Or is it like in a cardigan? Oh. Or is it is it the features? Or what makes them beanie? So you think like you adults? can buy the beanie baby and then upgrade with like a sweater vest and like a glasses and that's how you become a beanie parent? Yeah, I'm sure they could have sold upgrade kits to like beanie adults. That was yeah, that was the long game, but the fad didn't yeah. last long enough. <laughs> yeah, they're supposed to be worth twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Yeah, can we, can we also touch on that for a moment? That for one brief moment, in probably all of our lives, we thought we had small stuffed animals that were worth thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, I remember they printed like tag printed a book that told you the estimate of how much it would be worth in like ten years. Yeah. And I just saw dollar signs and was like, business, <laughs> cha-ching, let's go. But I still pulled is the it, tags off like an idiot. Yeah. Is, it, is that shit that easy, though? You're just like, you know what? This is going to be worth $10,000 in five years. Here you go. Buy it. Like, can, can I do that <laughs> I don't with know. something else? <laughs> Very J.D. Power and Associates-esque. Just making up value. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who told you this value? J.D. Power. J.D. Power. They, uh, yeah. they, they said how much this beanie baby would be. Yeah. Where did they it's get their power? J.D. J.D. And JD's power. And he has associates. <laughs> and, and he's got a few associates. Exactly. Yeah. He can't do it. He can't do the small small potato stuff on his own. Too much power. He's yeah. kind of a big how many, picture idea. How many associates does he have? Is that unknown? Is like could anyone be an associate of JD Power? Are we associates? What if, wait, what if? Is it a what? communal based <laughs> system? <laughs> Are we all like a co-op? Is it a co-op? <laughs> is it, are we the associates? I voted for Prius as the best compact mid-size. Twenty twenty. I don't remember doing that. <laughs> but I, oh. I, felt, I felt that way in my heart, sure. But I don't think I ever signed anything. Yeah. I just see a thriller movie where it's Sigourney Weaver, and she's like, "We're the associates," and it's like playing <laughs> creepy music. <laughs> what if? What if JD doesn't have that much power and all his power actually comes from the associates? JD's power associates? JD's power is associates. I think it depends on where the apostrophe is in in the possession, where the pluralization is. JD's power and associates. That's fair. It's It's a real English language thing right there. Yeah. Yeah, but it could be like a we are legion kind of thing that it's like there's so many associates that's where JD gets his power from, mm-hmm. just the head. Or is JD yeah. even real? Oh. If, if you JD cut off, 
one of the associates, they'll just grow back kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are the questions. I think the Toyota Tundra is the best car this year. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. If you go out and start bad-mouthing Priuses, you might get stabbed. You never know. Can we have, like, a J.D. Power and Associates version of the worst categories of the year? Can we just shit talk the worst right. cars of the year? Why does J.D. and his Power Associates <laughs> never use their power to tear brands down? Ever. Yeah. Only build them up. <laughs> they only use their power for good. They need to use it for a little bit of... Actually, I think that would do a lot of good. I need to know what's shitty out there. I need to know what I need to hate. Right? Right, that... Yeah. Usually Fox News is the one trying to tell me that, but... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We need some car-based news there. I just need to know what the best is, and then definitely what to avoid, and then, you know, I can make the decisions on my own for the middle in between those two. Yeah. I feel like with cars nowadays, there's a lot in the middle of the pack. It's the the low... The the people in the back that you need to watch out for. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I need J.D. Power and Associates to tell me don't ever buy a Volkswagen Jetta because it's going to fry itself from the inside. <laughs> I had a very speci- need. <laughs> I had a very specific experience. Yeah, <laughs> it seems tailored to your life directly. <laughs> but um, with all that power, yeah. maybe they know. Like Marty, this is what you need. This is the Marty guide. <laughs> you need this. Associates. You need this adversity in your life. Yeah. Too much power. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Well, we touched on the issues. Um, Thanks for joining us today, Z. Gray. It was uh, great having you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, and um, with that, I think that's all the questions we have for you. So I think we're going to play ourselves out. It feels great to be back. Audible Chocolate is back. Zach Gray is here for the first time. That's I'm great show. too. Hundreds of shadow listeners. Yeah. Hundreds of shadowers. Yep. So JD Power they, can rank you guys. Hopefully, hope well. Hopefully they rank us at the top and not the bottom. Right. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, shadow listeners, and uh, we'll play. We'll play ourselves out. Thank, thank you, guys. Later.